after blindly fucking around and finding out all day, I've realized it's noon, 5 p.m., 11, or 1 a.m., whatever. And as always, it's anytime, all the way, brought to you by Ice Coffee that we poured in Alligator Land because fuck them. All right. I am joined today by the scared SIC, also known as the co worker. What's up, everybody? <laughs> We just had an adventure, a classic Rick and Morty, or a classic Shadow and the Coworker adventure. Pretty classic. It was pretty fucking classic. We had all of the classic elements. We had some great landings, some absolute shit landings, some oh fuck moments, and some emergency procedures and that's not actually clickbait it is technically clickbait because we never declared emergency but all of that coming up is there all, such thing as half clickbait clickbait uh, we're gonna that's what we're gonna find out that's what we're doing right now so right. people can let us know in the comments so obviously we're gonna say best for last which literally is fitting because we're gonna tell this chronologically and uh well, we did save the best for last. By the way, I know how it happened. I was thinking about it on the drive home. I was trying to call you, but my phone wouldn't do the thing. I know why it happened, and it was because of the do landing. Do the thing. What? Do the thing. Shut up. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, okay. we're also brought by Chief Technical Officer. Off Fuck. Chief Technical Officer of Kuma Air. Who is going to analyze the maintenance um, elements? Because at Kuma Air, our chief technical our chief technical officer is serving as our director of maintenance, kind of like another company that I know about. Oh, which company is that? Did you know that? Did you know that he's also the CTO? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Okay, so anyways, uh, Kuma has been promoted to CTO slash DM. Nice. One could say he's earning the big bills. Okay, that's not funny. So, uh, pretty funny if you get it. <laughs> oh, Jen and Cat will get it. Yeah, well, anyways. All right. Moving on. So, we took off, or no, what did we do first? What was the very first fuck up that we had this morning? Oh, me. I didn't know how to... You know what's so dumb is that for whatever reason, I mean, it's because I haven't flown in over a month, I could not do my radio calls for shit this morning. I was also really tired still. Not tired. I just hadn't finished waking up. But anyways, uh, my it's radio calls... It's an important distinction if the FAA is listening. Yeah, I was not fatigued, but I was also groggy while we were taxiing. It cleared right up, but... um. I couldn't make a radio call to save my life. Like, I knew exactly what we were doing, but the words, that's the other distinction for the FAA, is that I knew what I was doing. The words were not coming out properly. So, and then, of course, during an emergency scenario, the words are coming out perfectly, and I'm just calm, cool, and collected like a professional pilot or something, which is funny because yeah. remember how yesterday... Some of our colleagues were like, this is why I don't trust planes and I like trains more because of the stuff you guys are talking about. Like, like we're not. Some of our colleagues or one particular one? 
Well, because some of our colleagues are stupid and don't realize that this is why we do the amount of training that we do is to be calm, cool, and collected in an emergency. Oh, trains are safer, even though, like I said, they weigh so much more, have so much lower friction coefficient, and have so much more rolling momentum that act train accidents are definitely more costly than plane accidents. Yeah, they definitely have more deaths in train accidents. Uh, a lot I, of times, like, uh, like airplanes, they land safely on the highway, for example, and everyone's <laughs> fine. The plane's a little messed up, but everyone's fine. Whereas a train derailing is kind of everyone's fucked. Trains are very, very big. They weigh a lot and have no friction. So that's the law of the conservation of energy right there. But anyways... Back to our actual flight. So I couldn't taxi for shit today. I couldn't make radio calls for shit. But we took off. You know, we did some of our call-outs. That was all right. You know, we flew to X01 to do short field landing competition. I actually did the approach properly. I flew over the airport at 1,500 feet, did a teardrop, entered the downwind for the field. Very everything. I was really proud of that. Yeah. And that you were going to say something? No, saying you nailed that. Because I know there was some discussion about it, of how how we wanted to enter. <laughs> and we were like, well, no one ever actually does the teardrop, even though it's an option. And you well, nailed it. I will call myself out that because we had a compass card that was actually a compass card and not on the HSI and not one of the... Uh, like a G5 or whatever, what I thought was the headings were actually reversed. So like I had the runway lined up on the HSI, but I had the headings backwards. Yeah, You almost turned the wrong way. Luckily you caught yourself before you did. So it all <laughs> was fine. It didn't matter. There was no prevailing wind and it's an untowered airport. So yeah, that's true. That was just the runway we chose, but there was literally like no wind and there was nobody in the pattern. So you could have done whatever. Yeah. At the time, that's true. But so then I did my uh, my first landing. And uh, how would you describe the first of my four landings? The the first one was good. It was it was pretty great when you consider that you haven't flown in a month. But it was definitely a nice solid short field. And it was smooth. Yes. I was scared at the other thing was, I haven't flown the 152 in a couple of months, so the speed profile was all fucked up. I was getting scared on final that we were too slow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because now you're used to going too fast. Then the second landing that I you didn't get a damn video of. It was, I'm going to use some Donald Trump words, it was fantastic, it was magnificent. Never seen a better landing anywhere. I know I make good landings, so I would know. <laughs> Did I nail the Trump impression? Pretty, pretty great. So, uh, make my landings great again. Yep, Exactly. So tell them about my second landing. It was a short field landing. Short field, right on the numbers there. Pretty, 
pretty short field. Like, nailed it. Like, you should join a short field landing competition. And it was on center line. On center line. Smooth, didn't slam it, and yet still the shortest landing of the short field landing competition. Not that there's any proof of that. There's similar proof, which we'll get to. We also forgot about the fuck up with the uh, with the iPad and the and the and the iPad mount. <laughs> oh yeah, but that and was our first time. We were just fucking around with it, and it was just covering half of the instruments and the window. Like, pretty sure this is yeah. not where the iPad is supposed to go. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's not supposed to cover anything. Son of a bitch. Well, the 152 is not made. It's barely made for people to fit in it. Dude, we barely fit next to each other. We, we're practically in each other's laps. And well, d- during the run-up, both of our run-ups, we had to uh, defoul the spark plugs, which is funny because during that run-up, you thought I left the flaps down, but I told you I put them up, and yet the flaps were down and the carb heat was out, and I didn't <clears> touch <throat> either one of them. And yes, and at the... At the time, I was like, man, I think you just you just forgot, and you thought you did, but you forgot. But now I believe you after now what you're going to get to later. Don't tell them why yet. Don't tell them why. Foreshadowing. So then you did uh, – now let's talk about your first two landings. Okay. Or we'll talk about all three of yours together, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well – my first one was good. It was an, it was uh, shorter. Well, because because we did your first one then mine. That's the order, right? So you went and then I went and I landed shorter. So that you was did. pretty good. That's that's when you were like, oh, I got to step up my game, and that's when you did your second landing and nailed it. Then my second first landing one, came in. I, your first one was bumpy though. It was good. I mean, but- a, a, a little bit, but I wasn't really focused on being smooth. I was focused on winning. <laughs> and I had both, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, on the second one, yeah, you the second one, your second one after my first one, you did. So my second one, I was determined to beat that, but then I lost confidence at the last second and flared too much. <laughs> and that's that is when it was smooth, but it was not short. It was basically a normal landing at that point. Then my third one was awful. Um, not an awful yeah, landing, but an awful short field landing. Yeah. I well, think. my third one was at was after your second, or no? Yeah, my you we did yours, mine, yours, mine, then your third one, and then my my third one. That's when we started getting a little gusty. So I was getting a little had a small amount of oscillation on the final there, where I was like, "Where is this coming from?" But the winds started picking up and all that, as you learned on your next one after that. We saw the bird moved off of the windsock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to tell them about the bird? There was a bird on the windsock for both of our first two landings when it was still like smooth air. Then the bird is gone. The clouds are turning black. It's getting gusty. So we did my first landing, which was all right. Your first landing, which was also all right, but a little bumpy. My second landing, which was on the numbers. Yours, which was just beyond the numbers, but oscillating. Then I um, did the same thing, 
And my third I one was floated. the one that was oscillating, yeah. What? My third one was the one that was oscillating, yeah. What the fuck was your second one? Just an all right? My second one was the one where I tried to beat your your second one, and then I oh, flared too much. Yeah. Okay. So we had mine, which was all right. Yours, which was all right, but bumpy. My perfect one, your floated one. Then mine, which was shit. Yours, which was just over the numbers. And then I was pissed about that, so I did my fourth one, where I was also just over the numbers and that was the one you actually got on video because the third one that you got on video which you got my that was you got my third and fourth on video the third one was shit so i tried to do it again and i did get just over the numbers while fighting the wind mind you which was good video content but still not as good as the second one it wasn't as smooth and it wasn't as early but the gust factor kind of determined that we're also fighting that rv9 for pattern space. Yeah. So, and then you had to get a fourth landing. So we started going back and on the flight back, you did the, t- cause I did the takeoff when we left Fort Lauderdale. So you did the takeoff in uh, Everglades and on the way back, I'm flying and I had to do some top gun shit, avoiding clouds. We did not go near the clouds. We had yes, the required. Perfectly. BFR the whole time. Required mm-hmm. cloud Required. clearance. Yep. No, not clearance. Separation. Whatever. Same difference. Close yeah. enough. We had the required separation for VFR flight. Um, what else? And then we're coming back in Fort Lauderdale. We're 20 miles out and we called them up. And this dude was like, call me back when you're 10 miles. Yeah, that dude was like, you guys are way too slow for what I'm dealing with right now. I do not give a shit. Just fuck off and call me when you're actually here. Pretty much. So then we did, and it was going to be and it's your fl- your controls now. It's gusty as fuck. You're setting it up. You're bringing it in for a good fourth. And I said, this better be the best landing we see all day, right? And it definitely was not. No, <laughs> this was actually my fifth landing, technically, since I had to walk you through what you were doing for the profile. Uh, you didn't do the, the landing, but go ahead, go ahead, tell the... I know, if I did the landing, we wouldn't have fucked up, and I'll tell you why in a minute, I'll tell you why. So, if you remember correctly, right, you were doing a normal landing, and he calls you up and says, best forward speed to the runway, minimal time on the runway, right? And you went from flaps 20 up to flaps zero, and... I think that that is what caused the later issue, and we'll come back to why in a minute. But as you went up to flap zero, you put the power 23, you only needed to go up to 21, but now we're at about 100 knots all the way down to the numbers. So that part was magnificent, all right, because I know you've seen me do it two or three times before. So you, And it's funny, because before this flight, I was like, oh, man, I hope you get to do my fun approach, and then you did. I, also I was asked, not looking forward to it. I hate those... We were just talking about it yesterday too. Yeah. Um, but I was so I was so excited. And I was like, man, should I take the controls and fly this? I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I want I want you to do yeah. it. So I'll walk you yeah, through. Yeah, well that's that's what I said. I knew I, I knew I was not gonna land that like do like land that perfectly, but I was like, I gotta I gotta do it for practice. So Yep. Uh so we're in coming in about hundred knots. So I told you, you know, we're over the trees. 
you start pulling the power back between 15 and 18 and going for the threshold. And then, you know, and I was counting out your speed, you know, you're 100, you're 90, you're 80, and 80 is good at the numbers in a 152. So you're 80 knots at the threshold. That's good. Said chop the power, you chop the power. That's good. But you flared high, uh, both in altitude and pitch. You should have drove it in more over the threshold, maybe to about the numbers before you started the flare. And then also when you did flare, maybe only like a degree, a degree and a half of nose up until you slow down. You want to fly it into the pavement. And I said, you should be really good at those type of landings because that's the proper way to land a low wing aircraft because they don't have as much ground effect. So you should have been able to slam that in. But you flared high and we kind of just went boing. We survived. Yep. Oh, and it was we survived, and that's all that matters. I got to practice more of those for sure. For a first attempt, it was not bad, and but the thing you could have done it the way I do it, but you lost confidence in the in the um. Well, it was my first time, so you got to go easy, you know, when it's somebody's first time. Me, you told me to critique it hard. I'm telling you, I did. Yeah, I did actually. I told. I did say that in flight. That's what I wanted. You set up you were set up you could have it it could have went perfectly like you you did everything right up until the flare which the flare is what gets everybody so whatever so pretty much that was so much fun so then we parked we got some num nums at the mcwawa we come back and then the second thing i asked for was to get to practice my comms now we've been alluding at this the whole time and it's stupid like i want to practice comms um, I was like, I was mentioning Christian, uh, the coworker fucked up the flaps, um, on the approach by retracting the flaps from 20 to zero, which, you know, you pretty much never do unless you're on the ground or on departure. Now, what you'll keep in mind about that is that on the ground and on the departure, you are well below the flap extension speeds. Now, I don't know the published flap retraction speeds for these planes. I don't think they have one. But it's safe to assume that the motor, since it's a bi-directional motor, has a similar flap retraction as flap extension speed. Right? Do you know what the right. air do you know what the airspeed was when you went from flaps 20 to flap zero? What was it? Well, it was that over was 80 and it was close to a hundred. Yeah, but I didn't um <clears throat> we went from 20. I didn't. There's no way because I was already slow when I had the flaps out. No, because it. Remember, and then I retracted the flaps before adding power because well, I didn't want I, to do I, that. You pushed the power in, and I pushed it in more. We were at 2300. The airspeed was already up at. It was at least 90. Yeah, but I pushed the airspeed. I mean, I pushed the power in more when uh after the re flaps were retracted. Mm, I don't think that they were. They were done. Holy, you think they were still moving? I think they were still it's moving. Possible. It's possible. Okay. I don't feel like it happened that fast, but it's totally possible. Below 10, the limit is supposed to be 85, I think. Or like from, no, it's supposed to be from 0 to 10. It's supposed to be 115, at least in the 172. I don't know if the 152 is different, but I just felt like we were going fast. And, and it's weird as well because, you know, the reason about putting the flaps down, the speed being low, is because the flaps are going into the airstream. 
I don't think that it's supposed to have the same uh, problem if they're going up because they're not fighting the air. But then again, it is a motor that's not aided or assisted by the wind. Uh, so it may, it, we may have exceeded the speed for it. But I don't know. All I know is that normally you put the flaps you don't up. retract the flaps, yeah. Normally, the flap the flap retraction speed could be lower than the extension speed. Uh, but maybe the motor is stronger in one direction than the other because normally you put the flaps down when you're in cruise, but you put them up on the ground when you have zero airspeed or on the climb out when you're between 70 and 80. And we were well over 80. So that I don't think we were well over 80 because, like I said, I had slowed down to put flaps I was in. Looking at the airspeed, and we were definitely well over 80. There's no way we were well over 80. There was. I'm telling you. I was looking at it. If you say so. I'm telling you. We were I well mean, maybe a little in the 80s. But there's no way we were like well over 80. You're making it sound like we were in the like doing 120. Like no, we were well, remember, the 20 degree detent, the limit is 85. Right. And I already exceeded that once on one of my approaches in the Everglades because I was doing 88 when I put flaps to. So also remember that the airspeed indicator is a piece of shit and doesn't work properly. Remember the last time we went flying, we had that issue? Yeah. So we could have been doing 100. I mean, the airspeed indicator never works. We had a crosswind from the side, so like, who knows what was indicate what the flaps actually felt. All I know is that we added that power because remember, I I remember telling you make sure we add this power so we don't get near the stall because I was worried about the opposite problem. So I definitely I put the power in as well. So we we were we were high speed, definitely a higher speed than a climb. So that may have been that. Even if we didn't exceed it, we were definitely faster than what it's normally operated at. But in any case, um, yeah, so all of you guys wondering about this intense technical discussion, what the fuck happened, right? We're, we went out, uh, we did another run-up, we had to defoul spark plugs again. We get out to the runway, and I look out the window, just because I was looking for traffic on final, and I'm looking, and I was like, my wing looks a little... I don't know. And it's like, it's, it's like the sixth sense. I was looking out the window and it felt weird. And I was like, maybe it's because I have a crosswind correction right now with the yoke, but the yoke, the, the, the flaps and ailerons aren't lined up. And you guys might remember that we did another flight that we canceled because the ailerons didn't work. And I had a weird feeling about how they looked when I was doing the flight control check. So this is the same thing. The flaps and ailerons were not lined up. They looked weird. I was like, is this because I have a um, a crosswind correction? And it's like, and then I was like, I don't know because the the camber uh, the camber line for the flaps was offset from the ailerons. It wasn't the fact that the ailerons were up or down. It was like the line the the joint was in a different spot. So I was like, huh, interesting. And then I looked down at the flap indicator. And I was like, it says that they're at twenty. What the fuck? So I put them up, and they worked um, during the. Uh, pre-flight during the load check during the uh, run-up run checklist but i was like they're at 20 that's weird tried to get them to go up didn't go up all they did was drop down 
into um, the 30D tent. So they, the motor worked in the down position. And when we did the run-up check, they went down to 30. They never probably came up past 20, which is probably why when we were taxiing behind that, um, whatever it was, Charlie Bravo. Oh, yeah, we uh, got uh, that. That's true, too. I didn't even think of that. We had buffeting. Yeah, we did. So I don't think the flaps ever went up after the run-up checklist. I think that <laughs> which, we taxied with them down. And that's why we had goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning with our first run-up when I said I didn't believe you that the flaps went down. Now I believe you. Now all of this is making sense because we had so much buffeting all the way to the runway. I was like, damn, it's windy out here. Uh, and then I luckily, you know, whatever, I looked down and I saw that there were 20 – I ended up bringing them all the way down to 30 and trying to bring them back up and they didn't move. And I was well, it's, it, it's, it's not luck. It's because we were using our checklist and we checked our flaps when we were supposed to. It was, it was luck. <laughs> I would not call that luck. If you use it, that's what the checklist is for, man. No, no, because we didn't do, we weren't clear for takeoff yet. Like, yeah, the flaps are part of the pre takeoff check, but we had, we didn't get to that checklist yet because we weren't, at the point yeah, you, where we you were, were just preparing, nah. we knew it was coming, so you were preparing. We were holding short of the runway. But that wasn't the luck. The luck I'm talking about is that sixth sense that the flap didn't look like it was lined up with the ailerons. That's not that part of the checklist. The checklist is checking the flap indicator. That sixth sense comes from lots of training. That is true. I've said that many, many times to many of our coworkers, but. Um, yeah, so then I look at the flap position indicator. It's like, hmm, we got 20 on this bitch. That's interesting. So I look out. It's not right. It's 20 degrees. So we end up down to 30. And this is as they're clearing us to take off. And I was like, oh, yeah, we need to cancel our takeoff clearance. Can we pull across to... And I That's when your terrible comms suddenly became <laughs> magnificent comms. Just out of and nowhere. How good were they? You, were, you went from stumbling to, like, just... Like professional <laughs> pilot that's been flying for twenty five years. I don't know why that makes you better at stuff, but it does for some reason. And do you know what's interesting? I should have thought about this earlier. I'm going on live ATC right now. because uh, I can. I'm going to um, download this and put it on the. Uh, I can put it in the podcast so you guys can hear. They're like, "Oh, do you need assistance?" It's like the fuck. Who the fuck needs assistance? Not me. Not me. No, I don't need assistance. Only one time ever did I need assistance when they asked. And what guess where that was? was? What time was that? Um, I don't know. I'm this doing... Guy's... Hold on. I'm doing the same way that we do at work. I'm going to bring up the tail number and find out nice. what time that flight was supposed to be. There was no way that was three hours ago. Oh, our ADS-B never even started. It only showed our first flight. Fuck. Well, flight aware doesn't show on the ground, so. It does sometimes. Not for a 152. <laughs> Not for a 152. Okay, so it would be on the 11th at, uh, we'll say, 17. No, 16Z. Sounds right. Okay, let's see. So you're going to add that to the... Well, first I got to find it. 
Hold on. Let's see if we can uh, get it to play. Oh, wait. Can't I look at, like, my texts? Because I texted people before we flied, before we flew. Before we flied. Because I texted him at 11... I texted the guy that owns the plane at 11.40. I texted... It been just before that, right? Uh, 11 plus 5 is 16. So, yeah, it's maybe 16 to 16.30. I texted Angel at... Uh, so, insert here the uh, the audio of us, of our flight, I guess. Uh, 47, I have to uh, we'll cancel my takeoff plan. Can I taxi to the other side and turn around because I have a flat problem at the moment? Roger, cancel. Uh, take off clearance across runway 9 or at Alpha 2 to the other side and hold and then uh, hold short of runway 9 or on the other side. Okay, 9 or on the other side, cross 9 at Alpha 2, uh, 47. Uh, left northwest runway 9 at Alpha 2, clear for takeoff, 1300. Number 6747, do you require any assistance? Uh, negative. We may just end up going back to the ramp. We're going to try it. That's on the lever a little bit, 47. Number 4, correction, uh, 47, Roger, advice on this frequency, please. And then what? I said, and then. And then, isn't that a meme? Yeah, from uh, "Dude, Where's My Car?" And, and then, I remember I that. Think I, I think I showed you that clip since you never saw the movie. Yeah, probably. All right, well, we can basically end the call here. I'm going to go and listen for this shit now. Oh, so you're going to do some actual editing on this? Uh, Bullshit! Yes, I am. Are you insert some stuff? Are you going to cut out our silence while you, after you said insert here, and that's where you're going to insert? Yep, maybe. Wow, like a real podcast, editing all and right. all. Look at that, guys. Oh. If that's not worth uh, subscribing or whatever you do to podcasts, I don't know what it is. All right. Any other comments about our flight? Other than that, I professionally handled the emergency situation. Um, no, that's all I got. Nice. All right. Well, then, I don't know. I guess we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Monday night special. Enjoy the Super Bowls. And the Zona. Ad. Zona.